Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs. It's Mark and Ryan coming to you from Depression Fantasy Land. <laughs> the, uh, the first week of the head-to-head playoffs are in the books and um, Ryan, uh, you got uh, unceremoniously bundled out of our uh, main league that we play in last week. Yeah, that was a bit unfortunate. I had the second highest score in the league and... Uh... It wasn't good enough, unfortunately, but that's all right. Still alive in two more cash leagues. I've got you in one this week, so yep. fun times. The Battle of the Red Clash Dots. Of the Titans. Yep. yep, Battle of the Red Dots. Yeah, no, I was trying to make it sound good, but it is the Battle of the Red Dots. Mate, uh, obviously uh, a lot of injuries this week. Uh, so Reed Marnie's gone for the year. Angus Crichton suspended. Tom Lolo gone for the foreseeable future. May not come back this year or might come back for around 24 or 25. Corey Harari-Nara is still on the bench in our first game too. So, um, I mean, starting with the Storm on this Thursday night game, they have named what looks to me to be a pretty much full-strength team now. Uh, obviously, Papi's still on the bench. Hines still starting. Not that that provides a lot of comfort for Hines owners. No, it's really just killing both of them at the moment. Um yeah, and unfortunately, I think Hines is a, is a player that a lot of people are going to be forced to hang on to now just because he's a green dot. You know, you're going to rather that yep. 30 points rather than a than a zero by round 24. Yeah, I think that's the name of the game at the moment is just if you've got a green dot, you do not trade them. Yeah. As bad as or as much money as you're losing or whatever, between Angus Crichton, Ben Hunt, Reed Marnie, Jason Tomalolo, all these guys, you should have two, one or two players you need to train. So I certainly would be hanging on to as many green dots as I possibly can. Yeah. Uh, and, like, the, the value, I think Hines does still hold some value. And, like, an NFL fantasy term that we hear is handcuff, you know, when you want to have, like, say, your backup running back. I think Hines is the perfect handcuff for, like, say, if you're a Hughes owner who may kind of get a rest in the next week or two. Uh, you know, Hines, Hines does have some value there. Absolutely. And, I mean, I, I guess while we're touching on Hughes, he uh, got bailed out with a line break, but only still scored 42. Comes up against the Raiders team that's, I mean, they're not particularly great this year. Break even of 83. Um, and, I mean, 42 was his lowest score since round five. So mm-hmm. um, do we think that that's got anything to do with the calf or is it just to do with the opposition? I think it might have more to do with the opposition. Like, we've seen him, because uh, he's been carrying this calf niggle for quite a while, and he's still been putting up decent scores. But, yeah, unfortunately, I picked the the, the wrong week to buy Jerome Hughes. <laughs> um, put up, yeah, like you said, his lowest score since round five. That said, like, I was getting very frustrated watching that game because it did seem like um, Cameron Munster was sort of starting to take a bit more control of what he had been doing over the past month or so. So I wonder if that's a trend... We're going to see continue. Munster himself's in a little bit of a purple patch in try scoring at the moment. He's been putting up some decent scores as well. Mm. Well, last five scores here for Munster, 50, 64, 81, 55, 73, and three of those games against top five teams or top six teams. Uh, they come into now Raiders, Titans, Eels, Sharks. You have to imagine they're going to dispatch them teams all pretty comfortably. And, I mean, Munster's had a couple of games off through the origin period. Did he? Yeah, around 19 off. Yeah, around 19 off, but that was about it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, he's going to be... Oh, that's why I was looking at Jerome Hughes, not Cameron Munster. That would be why I couldn't see that. <laughs> yep, so, yeah, I mean, he. I think he's going to be full steam ahead, and if anyone gets a break, it's going to be uh, It's going to be Hughes from now here. So, I mean, he could be a sneaky one to have a look at. I know we got 
some questions about best pods for the run home and Munster is 14%, which I think at the moment's a pod because, you know, the only guys that are healthy are owned by everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, uh, the amount of uh, green dots over, you know, 650K is getting fewer and fewer by the week at the moment. Absolutely. Uh, but, mate, uh, that, I mean, that's really it from this Storm team, those three guys in the spine. Harry Grant and Brandon Smith, obviously Brandon Smith, coming back to earth without a couple of tries. And, um, I mean, Grant is looking good in attack. But, I mean, given the the injury tolls, do we trust him not to get injured again? Yeah, I mean, it's a fair concern, isn't it? Um, like, uh, It's just I think the reason you'd have a go with uh, Grant is – just because there's not many hookers left, really. Like, outside of Damien Cook, like, say you couldn't afford Cook with your last trade, like, really the only bloke probably worth having a punter would be Grant or maybe Hodgson. Um, I mean, that's really the only reason to go there. No. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of just saying, well, I may as well just not even worry about the hooker cover and just go for the most amount of points at the moment. I think a lot of people are going to be sub-17 players soon anyway, so you may as well just go for the Schrode if, you, if you're desperate. But, I mean, you know, it's probably more strategically sound to go and have two hookers. I think a lot of people would have Verils or something like that sitting in the, in the mix. Hmm. Uh, for the Raiders, their fantasy relevance. So we've got Simmonson back, but Rapana stays at fullback, which I guess is good news. He's been scoring pretty well. And, um, and Harawira and I are still on the bench. Mm. Yeah, outside of that, there's really not much happening with this Raiders side. Like, I guess, you know, like Hodgson's still been going okay. Uh, I think he had like a 42 or something um, last week. But, yeah, it's just uh, outside of Rapana, there's just not a whole lot happening. Yeah, unfortunately, Harawira Nara is going to, I guess, fall part of that same thing with Hines as well, where it's just uh, one of those situations where you've got a green dot, you just got to put him in and pray he scores a try or does something or, you know, Whitehead gets, you know, he's suspended and he gets an extra couple of weeks or something like that. So, mm. yeah. Dragons versus Panthers. We've got Cleary in 21 again. <laughs> and uh, Bird, Bird named at centre. I mean, what? starting with the Dragons, I mean, it's really Zach Lomax and Jack Bird. Is, are we interested in anybody else here? Uh, no, not really. Yeah, I mean, unless you're, uh, you know, I guess there's a few people still hanging on to McCulloch and, you know, there's just Austin with the Um That's, yeah, outside <laughs> of that, there's not much. No, yeah, so we might just skip over, obviously. I mean, Birds, are, if you're looking for a centre, which I hope you're not at this point in the season, he's an option, but, um, yeah, probably... There's a couple of guys who are, are pretty elite. He's in that bracket as well, but I would hope you're not shopping for centers at this point. Panthers. Um, I'm strongly doubting whether Cleary's going to play in this game. Yeah, I, I really doubt it as well. Um, I mean, like I, we said last week that, you know, it sort of made sense, makes a bit more sense to bring him back like around 23, 24, get some match fitness before the finals. Um, mm. Especially after what we've seen with Marnie last week. I, I don't think... Yeah. Yeah, I don't think uh, the Panthers wants that happening before the finals. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me to see them uh, rest him for another week. And we might see him next week. But, man, at, at this stage, like, why even rush him back, you know? Yeah. No, there's only harm can come from playing him against the Dragons in round 22. Nothing yeah. good can come from it. Exactly. 
Uh, I mean, outside of that, it's, there's not a lot happening in that Panthers team either. I mean, Birdo with his 100-plus score. Mm. Burton rides again for his managers. Uh, he's looking, he's making me look silly at the moment. So <laughs> thanks for that, Birdo. Uh, Broncos versus Roosters, though. Friday night second game. This is a pretty fantasy-relevant game, I guess. So Brody Croft, he's dropped out and looks like he's signed a deal with Salford to go over to England, which is probably the best result for him. Hopefully he can do a Jackson Hastings and resurrect his career. But we've also seen um, Jermaine Asako get dropped, which is good news for Tyson Gamble. Managers, he's going to pick up the goal kicking, you'd have to imagine. Yeah, well, I mean, there's really no one else outside of maybe Herbie, but you'd have to think Gamble would be the, the first choice here, which is insane. Like we mentioned last week that uh, since Kelly did his hamstring, Gamble's basically been averaging keeper levels. He's been averaging about 55. So, I mean, if you want to tack on, say, six points worth of goal kicking, that's, well... Geez, he's one of the better half options at the moment. Yeah, except Kelly's back, so you have to think probably they'll end they'll end up zeroing out. But I mean, if he can average fifty, that's a great scorer considering that most of you would have picked him up at two hundred forty six k or thereabouts. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Uh, wouldn't be wouldn't be crying about it. No, no, mate. Other than that, we got uh, Payne Haas there. Um, <laughs> I always find it funny. I'm finding it funny when like people complain when their captain get fifty seven. <laughs> Yeah, we've like, been a bit spoiled, haven't we? Yeah, mate. Kids, kids these days they don't remember the the struggle when you know your captain got forty five and you were like, oh yeah, I'll 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 take that. That's at least it's not a thirty. And um, <laughs> you know you were looking for a guy with a, a floor of forty five and a ceiling of sixty something. And yeah. now, like, if you don't get seventy five, I saw somebody complaining that they captain David Fafita because he only got sixty nine this week. <laughs> I remember the days of like Captain James. I remember the days of Captain James Graham where he'd get you, you know, a nice 54 and you'd be happy with that. Oh, mate, yeah. low High floor, mate. That was it. That was all you were targeting. And now the high floor is dead and it's it's ceiling. If you don't get 100, you've captained the wrong guy. So, oh, mate. Yeah, I took the glory play last week with Ponga. He got 45 and I was just screaming at the TV or 48. I was screaming at the TV. He uh, he managed to pull it off with a couple of junk tackle busts, but he had the had me very scared at halftime. So I won't be making that mistake this week. Um, and although I said last week I'm never captaining a guy with a number one on his jersey on his back ever again, I'm doing it again this week. <laughs> Tommy Turbo. Uh, oh, yeah, mate. Well, you know, there's Tommy Turbo. The other option is this guy here, James Tedesco. Uh, he's uh, on an absolute tear at the moment. Uh, cast our minds back to a couple of weeks ago where people were casting aspersions that he might not be a keeper this year. 88, 57, 85 with no tries in the last three weeks. So he's uh, he's looking like an elite gun centre option potential, uh, uh, captain option this week as well. Yeah, for sure. Just another one for the good guys. Chalk that up for us. So yeah, <laughs> you, you were saying that Teddy would bounce back. And sure yep. enough, yeah. Um, no, it's, yeah, great signs. Great to finally have the Tedesco of old back. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, Speaking of chalking one up for the good guys, do you want to bring his name up? Oh, I'll, I'll, I? Who, who, what, what do you mean? The, the Roosters only have one centre this week. That's interesting. <laughs> no, I was talking about the other guy. He's a little bit further down the team sheet. Oh, what, in number 13? The Inflictor. <laughs> Another 70-point score. Your man. And he's a machine. Five-game average in the 60s, it'd have to be, or it'd be close. He's uh yeah he's an absolute monster at the moment, and yep. you have to think they're going to be playing even more through the middle without Angus. Um, but I mean, yeah. 
Speaking of Angus, I just got to say, like, he's sort of entering into Pangai territory now. Like, this is his third suspension this year. It's going to be, including Origin 1, he's going to miss six games. And, you know, because it's been his third crusher tackle now, like, he, he has a grade one crusher and he's gone for three games, you know. Like, he's he's really starting to enter into that Pangai territory. Yeah. And, I mean, he's a cat, too. I had a look at that video. I thought he was going to get off for sure. Yeah. I guess yeah, I so. Sure. That was, a, that was a comfortable suspension. Uh, com- comfortable, yeah, escaping suspension there. I don't know why they why they took the the guilty plea on that. I guess they wanted him to get a game, in, definitely get a game in before finals started, instead of potentially missing out and only coming back in week one of the finals in a in an elimination game against who I imagine is probably going to be Newcastle. Mm. But um, mate, uh, outside of that, that's it's really just Tedesco, Radley, Manu, and that's it in this team, isn't it? Yeah, Barrels plugging away if he got him. Yeah, just chipping away, Verils. I guess people are probably going to be very grateful for Verils uh, being a green dot, mm. hopefully. Yep. Uh, yeah. Mate, uh, Rabbitohs versus Titans. This should, on form, this should be a good game, but you can't help but think that the Rabbitohs are going to win this comfortably. Yeah, it, um, it's, it should be interesting. I wouldn't be surprised me if it's a bit end-to-end. I remember the last time these two teams played, it was a bit of a track meet. Just uh, I think it was like over 60 points in that game. Mm. So... Um, I don't think either of these teams really enjoy playing defense. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me to see something similar. The Rabbitohs are a bit of a funny team. Like, they have this, like, this lull in games where they'll switch off for about half an hour, but they can score about 30 points in 20 minutes. So, yeah, uh, I mean, good signs for at least all the uh, players involved in attacking stats for this Rabbitohs side. Yeah, well, I mean, this is a pretty relevant game here. we got Luttrell, we got... The halves, Reynolds and Cody Walker, both could be in there as pod options. I don't think they're particularly good pod options, but they could be in there. Damien Cook, Muzz, and then you got uh, Brimson, Marju. People might be hanging on to him. Brian Kelly, I think I'm going to be forced into playing him this week. Uh, Fodawaker. And I see uh, Holbrooks rip the Band-Aid off and named Furmore in 17, but to start straight away. Rafita must just like that number 12 jersey. He must. That's Yeah, that's the strangest thing. I don't think I've ever seen that on the team was Tuesday. The guy in 17 is actually named to start. That's... Yeah. I think it must be a mentality thing. Like, you know, if he's on the bench, he's going to get the sads or whatever. It's like, they're like, no, no, you're our starting back rower. You're just starting on the bench. But, you know, you're our, you're our back rower. Like, you know, it must yeah. be a mentality thing. Well, I guess, you know, because, like, before he was, like, taking Fafita off after, like, 35 minutes and then putting him back on, uh, you know, after yeah. 50. So I guess maybe just save the interchange. Yeah, well, that's exactly what the reason is. It's 55, mm. 50, 55 minutes straight instead of two patches, save one interchange. The uh, the other news, I guess, bad news for Peachy managers is he's on the bench with no uh, hooker there. So he's, yeah. the, he's the hooker. Uh, Cowboys, Tomalolo gone probably for the year with his broken hand for the third time this year. Jake Granville named in the centres. Jejan Arcee's back. Uh, this team is so uninteresting for fantasy, it's not funny. Uh, well, I'm excited to see Griffin Neem uh, make his debut uh, yeah. off, off the bench. He's a, a name for the future, but I don't think this game's going to be very good. I'll be, uh, be putting the house on the Tigers. Mm. I, I can't believe the the Bulldogs are more fantasy relevant than the Cowboys. It's mm. it's uh, yeah, it's sad to think about. But yeah, there's really no one in this side you want now. You mean aside from Tom Bearden? Your man. Yeah, forty five last week after getting like in a flogging, sixty two the week before. He's really only had the one bad score since I recommended him 
which was against the Storm. Yeah, he's Everything just doing it. been 40 plus. Yeah, he's just doing it a little bit differently than I expected. Like, I thought he would be picking up a lot more kick meters, but he's basically just around that 150 range and he's just getting some decent attacking stats. I reckon he's. I reckon he he got the chat like, you know, when you're out of form, the thing you need to do as a half is run the footy, and he's just taken that way too literally. It's <laughs> <laughs> just the only thing he's doing now. He's not doing anything else aside from running it. <laughs> um, and and then obviously on the Tigers side of the ball, we've got the halves there: Brooks and Dewey both scoring pretty well, and uh, Sean Bloor is probably the the fantasy relevant guys. Although. Stuart Lord, our uh, guy who was on our podcast earlier in the year, sitting at 137th overall, 173rd overall, I think he's at now. Uh, he's still got Little in his team. Oh. Well, so. I mean, yeah, I mean, Little's not been going too badly, and uh, I, I guess you'd just be grateful for a healthy nine right now. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, he's uh, he's got a not, he's got well, he had Reed. Uh, with no other hookers aside from Ben Hunt, but he's still got little, so he's still actually got a hooker this week. Um, he's actually got, what was that, 19, 18 green dots this week, and they're all pretty decent players. So I have to think he's going to make some moves, which is uh, exciting for him. Shout out to you, Lordy. And Sini's on the bench again. Yes, the Prince. He finally got back on the field, just like you said, mate, keeping his price low. For he almost year. got a try, too, straight away. Disallowed, <laughs> but... Yeah, he was there. He saw the white line. Absolute weapon. Yep. Uh, we'll be ready to go for 2022 round one in the centres. Uh, mate, uh, next game here, Eels versus Manly, as we touched on. No more Reed Marnie. And uh, Isaiah Papali'i goes into the middle with uh, RCG out until the finals. See Sean Lane on the edge. And that bench is not very exciting. Mm. You have to think Papa's going to play big minutes there. Uh, for the Eels, maybe like 60 minutes in the middle? Yeah, I sort of, I was sort of thinking 55 to 60. I, I don't think it's going to really impact his scoring that greatly. I think he's still going to put up some good scores. It's just I, I think he's probably going to lower his ceiling a little bit because you're a little bit less likely to get a try in the middle than you are on an edge, I'd say. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, him, it's probably good news for Ryan Madison as well. Not that Ryan Madison needs any more good news because he's going absolute great guns since I was – Telling everybody not to sell him. Mm. Uh, not that I would brag about that sort of thing, but he's, yeah. uh, he's doing pretty well at the what's, moment. And what's what's going on with Mano? How come, uh, like, what's turned it around? Because, you know, he was looking really dire there for a while, but then the last five weeks he's just really picked it up and not really any tries. Like, he's got one try in his last five games. Mate, well, he's not very good against bad teams. Mm. He's good against good teams. That's his thing is because he does the base stats. So what he needs is close games where he's got to tackle and do lots of work. So you have a look at his tackle counts here the last three weeks, 44, 39, 38, whereas, you know, a couple of weeks ago when he was struggling, it was 29, 26, 31, 21, 34. So he's getting that five at 10 extra points in base stats. He also seems to be doing a little bit more offloading and that sort of stuff. Maybe they've asked him to chuck the ball around a little bit. But, I mean, I uh, I just think he's, uh, yeah, he's he's better the longer the game. The more time the ball is in play, the better he is. He's not a he's not a, a, a turbo where he, you know, scores 30 points in one play. He's, uh, mm. he's an accumulator. Uh, so he's, uh, yeah, and I, I don't think that's going to change this week, although I think Manly could do terrible, terrible things to the Eels this week. Yeah, that's uh, it's 
probably danger signs of power. They've really been dropping off the last couple of weeks against the Rabbitohs and Roosters, getting some scores put on them and mm. yeah, running into a very dangerous Tom Trebojevic this week. It's, uh, it'd be hard to find anyone else to captain, I'd say. No, and they've named, uh, I see they've named Michael Oldfield on the bench and Hayes Dunces out again, uh, which is super-duper annoying because that means that I have to play my 17 and I don't get to do a loop this week now. But, mm. um, yeah, I just got to plug him in. So, oh, it's not like I was overly excited to play Hayes Dunster against Manly anyway, but, you know, I like having the choice, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I mean, Turbo is a genuine captaincy option this week. You have to imagine all the casual fans will have him have it on him as well, but I think he's probably the best option. Yeah, it's, it's starting to seem like he's a bit fixture-proof. Like, uh, like, we were sort of cautioning people last week when he was running into Melbourne, and he still managed to put up a 61, I mm. think. So, I mean, you wouldn't be unhappy with that. Um, no. Like, none of the other captaincy options really went much bigger than that. They were all sort of around that mark. So, yeah, coming into now, Parramatta, who seemed to have fallen away, oh, man, it'd be hard to uh, hard to talk me out of anyone other than Tommy Turbo. Yeah, no, I think I'm going to – I ha, I put it on him as soon as the game unlocked and I haven't changed yet. So mm. I haven't even thought about changing it. Uh, oh, what's next? Because uh, that's really it for me. I mean, DCE is another one and he's probably a good pod captain option to go in this game. Yeah, yeah, he's another one you could consider, I guess. Like he's, he's got a very decent floor too. Warriors versus Bulldogs. I hate that this is more fantasy relevant, as you say, than the Cowboys. Uh, Reese Walsh, Adam Fanua Blake, Jazz Vonga, and Josh Curran, who we've got a couple of questions about, who's uh, doing great things as well. So, and oh, mate, how can we forget the uh, the best back row in the comp? You and Aiken. Yes, he's an absolute weapon, isn't he? It's. Uh... Yep. <laughs> He's just loving his time out there. Um, mm-hmm. Again, like if there was one centre you you needed, he'd probably be the pick right now. Yeah. I mean, we did highlight him as an option, soft draw, uh, good base stats. Obviously, we didn't expect him to end up as a back row. But, I mean, that's just proved to be a bonus. But, you know, you got to pick those, pick those spots. And, I mean, this is a nice game for him where there should be a good combination of base stats and an opportunity to score a try as well. So, I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of Aitken if you are shopping for a centre. Uh, or even just a player full stop, and he just happens to cover centre. That's, uh, you know, he's he, you could do a lot worse, I think. Mm, yeah, for sure. And, uh, I mean, on the Bulldog side of the ball, Avrilo's back looking a lot better as a a seven instead of a six with a, a half. Obviously, Beyond Diodo doesn't do a huge amount of kicking, so he's uh, he's looking like goldmine for the run home. Yeah, And they got... Sure. Uh, Bulldogs, stalwarts, Ryan James and Corey Horsburgh named this week. Yeah, that's uh, that, that one came out of nowhere. Uh, mm-hmm. Luckily, my man Watson Holland is nowhere near the 21 currently <laughs> this week, <laughs> like he was Lovely. last week. Do but, you have enough players to do a loophole this week, Ryan? Yeah, I do, mate. Yeah, I've actually – well, I, I actually haven't made any trades yet and I've, I've got green 18 green dots. So, yeah, don't worry about me, mate. Rub it, rub it in, rub it in. Um, yeah, so, I mean uh, – I actually kind of want to tip the Bulldogs in this game. Yeah, I mean they've been they've been okay. Like uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's how the Warriors have actually been going all right the last couple of weeks. Um, mm. you know, knocked off uh, the Sharks. The the Chad Townsend uh, eight points in front field goal revenge game last week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. Uh, should, should I, be, should, I, I did tip them against the Sharks, the Warriors. 
Uh, but um, yeah, no, I I certainly can't tip the <laughs> I can't tip the Warriors or the Bulldogs with a massive amount of confidence. So, mm. uh, last game of the round here, Sharkies basically just Ramian. How did he go last week against Warriors? Did he do all right? I think he put he up a 61. 61. Yeah. So, yeah, he's going well, and that's pretty much it from this team, I think. Yeah, basically. Yep, and then Knights, obviously, we've got Ponga, we've got Pierce, we've got Braley, Frizzell, Barnett, Watson, uh, and our boy Bradman Best as well. So, I mean, this is one of the more fantasy-relevant teams, the Knights, soft drawer as well. So, um, mate, uh, anyone in particular there that we haven't sort of spoken about that you want to – oh, mate, Connor Watson – Hasn't mm. he fallen off a cliff? Yeah, hasn't he? Um, I mean, you know, he's been a bit unfortunate uh, the last couple of weeks, been shifted around positions. Last week, though, I mean, well, he played Brisbane. That game against Brisbane, that Newcastle-Brisbane uh, game, that was such a strange fantasy game. Mm. Like, it was just so bad in terms of a PPM perspective because they just couldn't hang on to the bloody ball. Like, if you, I think if you look at um, all of the top-scoring players in that game, like, other than Haas, none of the forwards really did anything unless they got, like, a big attacking play, like Frizzell with that line break and Barnett with a try. Like, um, mm. there just wasn't enough ball in play. So, I mean, I'd back Watto to, to bounce back. And now that it seems like Fitzgibbon's um, done his shoulder, done that subluxation, like, that uh, that injury seems to be contagious at the moment. Everyone's getting it. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with uh, the potato fits gone for uh, for the foreseeable future, I think Watto could actually be all right um, for this run home. It's coming into Cronulla and Canterbury, who typically play down the middle too. Yeah. No, I think he should be a good option. Uh, just I was surprised to see his, uh, his low score. So, it's... Uh... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he fills out the last couple of weeks. But, mate, we won't plug into some uh, listener discussion topics for uh, to wrap it all up, eh? Yeah, beautiful. All right. Uh, mate, so tell me, and this is a hard question, so uh, who are the best remaining pods? I really understood her. It's a good question. Best remaining pods? Uh, are there any pods What's left? That? <laughs> well, see, I don't know. So if we if we put it by selection percentage, like you know, just and I mean, we're 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 now doing you know players under ten percent technically is a pod. I guess you could call Jordan Rapiner a pod uh, if you're looking for a centre wing fullback. Um, oh, I guess Zoe like, technically is. Yeah, nine percent. I'm like bloody plotter. Josh Jackson's five percent. Um, mate, Josh Josh Curran, dual mid edge at. 563k owned by 7.5 percent. Yeah, I quite like uh, Curran. Um, he's got me really interested this week, but uh, yeah. Barnett's only at six percent as well. So I mean, there's there's a couple of good options there, really. Yeah, Frizzell, 4.3 percent. Mm, yeah, mate. There's a couple of Knights guys there. Even Harry Grant's only five percent as well. Ramian at 4.8 percent. So, mm. am I in the right? Am I in the right selection there? That seems like not enough. That should be right. Hmm. Yeah. No, I think that is right. Yeah, so there is, there's lots of good options there, mate. Even, um, you know, Herbie Farnworth scoring pretty well recently. If you uh, <laughs> want to take a risk on a Broncos player, I don't know why you would. But uh, I say trade or hold, Tom Lolo or Crichton, and who for if position isn't an issue? Uh, it's kind of I hard mean, to answer that without knowing who's in your team. Yeah. Um, I mean... 
I think Crichton is more of a trade than Tamalolo, but that's how I'd say they're both trades. Um, mm. uh, I mean, honestly, you just get the two best available green dots, don't you? I mean, there's not, yeah. there's really not much to um, in the way of like out there advice we can give you, just because the amount of uh, keeper green dots is just so few right now. Like, I mean, if you want someone out there, like I do, like. Um, Frizzell and Curran, um, the Knights do have a fairly soft draw. There should be some attacking stats there for the edge players coming up against Cronulla this week and then mm. the Bulldogs next week. Um, yeah, if, if you if you wanted like a pod option, I'd say like Barnett, Frizzell or um, or Curran. Even Luciano uh, put up a 93 last week against the Dogs. Um, yeah. I know we did get a question about him, which I'm sure we'll get to, so... Mm. It's uh yeah no there's certainly some options there it just depends if you want to go mainstream or go pods now that I'm thinking about it maybe I'll skip Isaiah Papali and go for somebody it's a bit more potty just for a bit of fun Ooh. yolo uh yeah so yeah no I think I'll I think I'll follow you in there Dale and and I might get a pod as well one last trade can bring in anyone under 822k thinking Jerome Munster or Adam Dewey hmm. Um, I think my opinion would be Dewey just for the dual position. I think at this time of the year, if, if, if it's mm. your last trade, you're probably going to want dual position. Yeah. But, I mean, you can't really go wrong with any of those three options. No. I would probably put Hughes on the bottom of that list just because of their potential for resting. Mm. It's the worst thing you can imagine at the moment. There's a guy just gets a random rest not, not being injured. So, yeah, I'd probably go Dewey or Munster if... I mean, Munster's certainly a lot more trustworthy, uh, if you can believe that. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, the Tigers are playing the Cowboys and then Cronulla next week, so, I mean, it's uh, it's it's a good time for Dewey, you'd think. Mm. Mate, that's the Cowboys juggernaut to you. <laughs> oh, sorry, I mean, I'm allowed to badmouth them. Um, is Fogarty, and this is this will hit right, right home for you, I think, if Fogarty isn't named this week, would you trade him out before Lolo or Gus? So he's named at 21. Um, uh, I mean, probably not before those two. I, I think he's a trade. Um, but, I mean, how do you prioritise? Well, what about when they get spanked by 40 by the Raiders, uh, Rabbitohs this week and he's back next week and Lolo and Angus are still out? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I probably say probably not compared to those two because I know those two aren't going to be back next week. Where there is a chance Fogarty is back next week. That said, he's mm. playing Melbourne next week, so I mean, I don't know if you even want that green dot. To be well, it's better than a zero. That's true. That is true. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably prioritise Angus and Lolo over Fogarty, but um, mm. I do think he's a trade if you've got no uh, other issues. Yeah, I would argue that potentially. Uh, Lolo is more urgent trade-out than Angus because we know when Angus is coming back. Mm. I don't know that Lolo will come back. That's fair, yeah. They might not bother wasting him for round 25. You know, what's the point? Mm. Um, if Cleary is named, which he is in 21, um, would you pull the trigger on him or just get two guns instead? Uh, I mean... Luckily, this week, we're, we're going to know fairly early he plays the second game of the week, but I'd probably pull the trigger on two guns. I honestly don't think he's going to play this week. But if he does, you're going to find out pretty early because, um, you know, they've got to cut their uh, team list to 19 before the Storm even kick off the first game of the week. So you should know pretty early if he's going to play or not. And if he's not playing, I think just go for the two guns. Yep, I like it. I, th- I just get the two guns. The, the chance of him having his shoulder pop out is to... Great for me. 
Um, <laughs> I just see Matt on Fantasy Talk saying, uh, "Not, not your, not your mate, Matt." Captain Barbosa, a different Matt. Okay. Says, uh, "I don't know what happened to my trade. Someone stole them. Word on the street is his nickname is SJ." <laughs> <laughs> You'll get yeah, Sounds about right. Yeah. And Lucy wants to know if she's too late for the five o'clock free trade giveaway. <laughs> I saw you used uh, the Dave Chappelle. Uh... <laughs> That's good gear. Yeah, mate. Well, you got to mix it up for the fans. Uh... You know, they like it. They told me. Uh, can we start a GoFundMe, but instead of money, it's for trades? And also, how do we think the Cowboys will fare against the Tigers led by Jesus face Brooks? <laughs> <laughs> badly. The Cowboys will go badly. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they'll score some points just because the dogs don't like... Oh, sorry, just because the Tigers don't like to defend. But, um, yeah, they're, I wouldn't back them to win. That's for sure. No. No, I'm going to be tipping the Tigers, unfortunately. If Birdo is an anagram for Turbo, does that mean that Birdo is just Turbo 2.0? Ooh, anagram chat. I like it. <laughs> we can tell that that everybody's run out of trades and they're just sending through garbage now. Yeah, I like that. You know, you've got no trades to to consider when you're looking at your fantasy team, so you start looking for anagrams. <laughs> I am Lord Turbo. That's a Harry Potter reference. If anybody uh, likes that one, um, yes, I think Birdo is Turbo 2.0. Mm. And he'll be in the halves for the rest of the year, just despite all the people that held Cleary. Yes. Are we buying Cam Munster or Jerome Hughes? I think you, do you agree with me that it's Munster? Yeah, as someone who bought Hughes last week, I agree that it's Munster. <laughs> Great. Who is the best trade o- option in for Crichton? Note, I have Haas, Papali, E, Fafita, Madison, and Murray already. Um, okay, well, I mean, outside of that, it's uh, it's really a take your pick. I'd say the two best options are either Josh Jackson or, um, like, say, a Tyson Brazell. It really depends what you want. Like, Jacko, he's not very exciting. He's like a safe 50 to 60, walk up 50 every single week for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know what you're going to get. Um, that said, like, a Frizzell is uh, like a 40 to 80 kind of guy. Like, if, if you want the ceiling, go Frizzell. Mm-hmm. But if you want safety, I'd go Jackson. The thing that I would suggest to you, Ashton, is because you do have two guys in Maddo and Fafita that are second row only and you've got the, the, the three jewels, I would suggest get a front row or a jewel rather than a, a back row only, which would lead me to Jackson or Barnett. Yeah, so, good call. Yeah. Uh, best mid option this week, not including Haas and Murray, Papali'i, Curran, JDB. Seven trades left this going into this round, but I'm going to use two. Mm. Um, I think probably Mitch Barnett of the ones he didn't mention, if he wants a mid. I mean, but he doesn't have Papali. Oh. Um, he doesn't have Papali. He doesn't have Curran. Oh, doesn't have Curran. Oh, right. I thought he was listing plays he, plays he has. <laughs> no, no. So he only has Murray and Haas. Oh, okay. Um Hmm. Uh, I don't know if I'd want to pay 780k for Papa Lee if I've still got seven trades left. Like now that he's in the middle, like I'm sort of. I think he'll probably be a safe like 55 to 65 every week. Um, 
but that also means his price might come down a little bit. He's probably not going to go anywhere. Um, like he's not he's not a bad option if cash isn't an issue. If you're not worried about that at all, he'd probably be my first pick. But I think Curran, if you wanted to save some money, is a very good option. Yeah, yeah. Just go with your gut, mate. Just uh, pick whichever player you enjoy watching the most. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rich wants to know what are TPJ's prospects. I still had him because I had cover. I was thinking he wouldn't be back anytime soon, but now he's on the bench, on the extended bench. Um, I have also have Reed Marnie, so I was going to trade Marnie and TPJ for Curran and Manu, um, but reconsidering. Ideally, I'd like another mid with one trade and a half or wing fullback for the other player. As I have Dewey, so I can switch between positions. Well, I mean, again, like we spoke about with Cleary, um, the Panthers do play, play pretty early. So, I mean, you're going to know if he's – if well, hopefully you'll know by 6 p.m. Thursday if he's going to be playing. If not, you'll definitely know by 5 p.m. Friday if he's playing or not. Mm. So you'll be able to make a decision then. Um, I mean, if he's not playing, uh, maybe maybe trade him. But it really depends how many trades you got left because you're probably going to be more grateful for, like, you know, Pangai scoring 40 off the bench than you are a red dot. Um, you know, mm. come round 24. So, yeah, it really depends how many trades you got left. If you're flush with trades, I'd, I'd probably get rid of him. Yeah. I wonder if maybe you could go, because the Knights will play after the Panthers, right? So mm-hmm. you could do, let's say uh, Pangai doesn't play, you could go to like Barnett and Pierce or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It could be a bit of fun, like, and play that matchup with only those couple of go- couple of games to go. Yeah. Like did it. Pierce score well? I think so. I, I think feel he, like he did. He got a did, try, though. Yeah, he got a try. He got like a yeah, 70. Kick meters are down. He's sort of not really kicking that much. Maybe don't go Pierce. Mm. What about... So who's in the wing fullbacks? You go Ponga. Ponga and Barnett or something like that. Might be a good mm-hmm. little... You know. I don't think I'd go Manu. I know he's been scoring really well. Maybe that's just sour grapes, but... He just doesn't feel like to me like a 700k player. Yeah, he sort of feels a little bit like Ruben Garrick, but um, mm. but that said, he like he is uh, like he's not really playing like a center or a winger at the moment. Like he really is playing as like a second fullback, like Turbo was in Origin currently. Yeah, like no, he was pop- he was popping up everywhere on the weekend. And I mean, you know, they need that in attack, so maybe he uh, maybe he's going to do that. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be advocating for Ponga and. Barnett, I think. That's just me. Uh, I saw Peter comment something here quickly. Not my brother Peter, a different Peter, Peter Jones. Oh, the fall of Fogarty. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. It is, it's a sad time, Peter. And um, last last but not least, uh, this isn't part of our thing. It's just within our Facebook group, but I feel inclined to mention it so that it's just nice to know that somebody else is sharing my misery about their team doing poorly. So uh, Brad Gregory's just commented on it, saying I can't bring myself to watch this Dragons game. My walls don't, don't need any more holes in them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's good gear, mate. Imagine yeah. being a fan. How nice would it be to be a Storm fan, like genuinely a Storm fan, not one of those bandwagon people, someone that just, like, lives in Melbourne and then they started... And you went, oh, maybe I'll just pick up this NRL caper. It looks pretty good after you've been supporting Collingwood for the last 30 years. And then your team just turns out to be really, really good. And you're like, oh, this NRL stuff's pretty good, isn't it? 
Yeah, their second ever second ever year they win a premiership and it's just yeah, never looked back from there. All right. It's all right. Sunshine and rainbows being a fan of a good team. Oh, not wrong. I always find it funny when like fans I've got a guy on my Facebook, personal Facebook, who's a Roosters supporter and he's always complaining about the Roosters playing bad on Facebook and I'm like, mate, you have no idea what playing bad is. <laughs> yeah, there are some spoiled do, fans. Do not complain to me about the Roosters. <laughs> did, oh, uh, I, I think that'll did, just. Oh. Did, did we do Instagram? Oh, we did not do Instagram. You got Instagram ones? Can you oh, I do. I got, I got them ready. All right, I'm ready. All right, uh, Jono wants to know the best edge to trade Crichton to. Looking at Matto or Frizzell. Oh, mate, I'm, I love Matto. I think Matto yeah. is good for 80 minutes from now on, and it doesn't matter if the teams he plays. He's got a tough schedule. He's going to be just tackling his butt off the whole time. Yeah, uh, for And me, then he's liable for a try as well. Yeah, yeah. for me it's Matto. I'm probably going to be buying him this week. He seems like the best of the available options to mine. Um, Nathan wants to know, do you think Hughes and Cook might get a rest towards the back end of the season? Uh, Hughes, I would bet my bottom dollar on it. Mm. Uh, Cook has been resting all season, hasn't he? <laughs> Feels that way, doesn't it? Has he been playing? I haven't even noticed. So from that one week, he got me 105 or whatever he got. Um, now, I, I think uh, I think Cook's been resting during the games. And, um, yeah, I'm waiting for him to explode, and it could happen at any time. Uh, mm. But, uh, yeah, no, I don't – maybe in round 25, uh, but not before that. Yeah, I agree. Um, Seth just wants to say I still got nine trades left. Uh, good job, Seth. Seth, that's uh, good stuff. What, what's your rank anyway, Seth? That <laughs> <laughs> well, guy said that to me. What's your that's rank funny. anyway? Yeah. What is your rank anyway? Um, Nathan again. He also asks uh, Hughes and Cook or Bloor and Cleary if named. Uh, I think Hughes and Cook are the obvious ones there. Ne- neither. Well, and somebody Munster? that's not injured. Cook, Cook and Muster. Yeah, Cook and Munster, please. Um, last question he wants to know. Six trades remaining. Can you rank? Okay, you got to rank them. Okay. Frizzell, Frizzell, Jackson, Madison, Leilua, and Curran as replacements for Angus. So, uh, so it's Madison number one. Mm-hmm. Frizzell number two. Mm-hmm. Curran number three. Jackson, number four, mm-hmm. and whoever the other person was is number five. Luciano. That's him. Yeah. Hard to argue. Um, and then Ches just wants to know, Captain Talao or Heimel Hunt? Did you say Ches? Yeah. Hey, Ches. Captain <laughs> you, mate. Put the C on you. <laughs> a long neck. No. <laughs> um... You're the captain we don't. We don't deserve, but we need this week, Chesa. <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. we might finish it up on that note. Yeah, actually, I've got one. I've got a question for you just before we wrap it up. Okay. I want to know how many players um, that you started with in round one are still in your twenty-one man squad. Let me open them up right now because I, in preparation for us finishing, I actually closed the fantasy app, but. So I started with Dave Fafita. Okay. That's one. Can I go back to round – I can go back to round one on here, can't I? You can. I think I started with Maddo. 
All right. Angus Crichton is one. Yep. Fafida's two. Yep. Brian Kelly's three. So you got Tedesco, four. 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 Yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty dire, isn't it? I've got four as well. I've got Fafida, Braley, Tedesco, and Angus, who's about to leave my side. So, yeah, it's, uh, I was just thinking about that today because, like, in years past, you'd normally have, like, seven or something like that. But, yeah, it's uh, getting yeah. pretty dire. I mean, maybe, maybe not. I'm, I'm always, a, I'm always a, a sucker for the mid-range value players that I end up upgrading later, which probably is why I keep sucking it overall. But maybe <laughs> I'll, need to, I'll need to evaluate that strategy uh, next year, I might have to change tacks. You just don't pick enough uh, good mid-rangers like Chad Townsend. Mate. Yeah, oh, Chad, oh, I miss Chad Townsend. Oh, how many players did I miss? Chad Townsend, I miss bloody Cleary. Mm-hmm. To oh, the rise of to oh. <laughs> oh, man. There's so many good options here. Remember Jordan Ricky scoring 23 in first week? Oh, oh yeah. Tackles. And everyone's, Daniel every- Alvaro getting 40s. Oh yeah, everyone's starting with Avarillo and then and then trading him out. Oh mate, oh Avarillo, yeah, it wasn't that a dud move, wasn't it? Yeah. I actually didn't start with Avarillo. I was taking my victory laps, and then he's punished me, and I paid for him like seven hundred k. But I mean, he's been pretty good, really. I'm I, the one bit that I can't complain this year has been my centers. Mm. I've had like Avarillo and Gagai most of the year, and Momorowski earlier in the year that was going great guns. You can't really can't really get upset. Yeah. And you had Seedy too, don't forget him. <laughs> oh, mate. Playing Seedy and him getting negative one over Kotrick, who got like 46 on the same week, was like the worst week. <laughs> that was round 11. I was just sitting in my spa out back watching Seedy, just like shaking my head. He got 66. That No, that's that was week 11. 47 and Seedy got negative one maybe or something like that. Yeah, it, was, it was a bad time. <laughs> No, it was 25. I um, found it here. It's around nine. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was pretty deep in the rabbit hole. I think that was my lowest rank of the entire year that week. Oof. It was like 21,500 overall or something like that. Oh, God. Almost back in the top 5K now. Yes. Clawed it back. The rise of the amateurs. It's starting to go downhill live this week. <laughs> Brian, Brian Kelly's going to get three tries against the Rabbitohs, mate. Don't worry about it. And score 51. Yeah, that's it. I'm going to rip out my uh, pod pod on you. I don't know who it's going to be yet, but I'm going to rip one out. Maybe it's Ruben Garrick. Beat me with Frizzell, my own man. Nah, I'll get, I'll get Ruben Garrick and beat you with him. Oh, that'd be nice. Harry that'd Grant. be sweet. Nah, I don't know. I don't know who it'll be. It's a mystery. I don't even know. Get Maybe I'll put up a poll on uh, Twitter and, and let the people decide for me. Get Trell after bashing him all preseason. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not bringing him into my team. There's no way. I'd rather get Brooks back. Oh, that, no, man, that'd actually be the biggest meme, getting Brooks back. <laughs> Keeper Brooks. Yeah. Oh, mate, that's that was the biggest regret all year, selling him. I shouldn't have. He's bloody averaging 53 still. Yeah, he's killing I don't it. know how he's done it. Yeah. Oh, well. All right, mate. I think that'll uh, that'll do us for the night. I'm sure the parents are – not the parents, the listeners are uh, tired of hearing us talk <laughs> smack. So, mate, uh, happy head-to-heading this week, and I'll be back uh, next week to uh, brag about how I beat Ryan in our head-to-head. Unlikely. Love you guys.